0: The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Okay, we know that we're all going to face much higher electricity and gas bills. We're already facing, they're already an awful lot bigger after the price increases earlier this year, but it's all going to get worse when the latest round of massive increases kick in from the start of October. So if you try and save on your consumption, If you manage, say, 10%, as some of the experts are advising, it may not actually bring your bills down from being much higher than they now are at present. But if you aren't to save that, then they could be an awful lot worse, if you get what I mean. Anyway, is it possible, though, to actually reduce your consumption by around 10%? Well, we've got three people that we're going to talk to. And first, from uh, the sustainable uh, end of things, from the Sustainable uh, Energy Association of Ireland, we are joined uh, by, Authority of Ireland, excuse me, by Tom Halpin, as Head of Communications. Realistically, Tom, how much energy do you think people can reduce their consumption by?
1: Thanks very much for having me on. And exactly as you say, bills are going northwards and people are concerned about it. But we believe that with the advice that we're giving, there's a chance for everyone to reduce their use by 10% is very readily achievable and anything up to 20 or 25%. If we stop and think about it for a moment, the your, your use of energy in the home is split into three blocks. 60% of it is typically on heat, 20% of it on hot water, and 20% of it on electricity. So if you focus on heating, the main thing to do is to make sure that the t- heating is on at the time you want it, the temperature you want it, and the comfort which is the comfort level you want, and the location in the rooms you want it on. And one simple tip there is: if you reduce your heating thermostat by one degree, it's likely uh, that you will save 10% straight off the bat, just with that one degree reduction. So if you're currently at 20, 21 degrees, you're definitely overheating your home unless there's older and people in the house. So you can save one one degree reduction gives you 10%. If you brought it down to 19 degrees. To save 20%, which is like reducing the cost per unit of your of your energy by that amount. And there's there's plenty more than you can uh, you can service your boiler. If you have an oil or gas boiler that hasn't been serviced uh, for a while, there's a chance that the efficiency of that has declined considerably, as well as the the safety and reliability of it. If you service an oil boiler uh, now, it could reduce the or improve the efficiency so that you actually get another few percent of savings on your heating bill. And and then, Matt, uh, you move on to hot water. There's the classic trope for all of us kids of the 70s and 80s, uh, the, the the immersion heater. If you put a timer on the immersion, it means that you can actually heat the water when you need it. Uh, and also, if you insulate that cylinder uh, with a proper, with a good jacket or with a pre-insulated uh, uh, cylinder, then you're going to save considerably because you're only heating the hot water when you need it. Uh, and all of that starts to get you towards as I say, 10%, 15% and there is other bits that but you sorry, do. Sorry Tom,
0: yep. that, that assumes you're not already doing all those things.
1: Well, uh, absolutely Matt. That, that, that's clear. If people are already being Uh, sensible with their energy use. But I think that if people believe, for example, that they're currently comfortable in their homes with the setting that they have on the thermometer or on the thermostat. Now, of course, many people may not have turned on their heating quite yet. But if people believe they're comfortable, it's possible that they could be just about as comfortable with one degree less. Uh, And that one degree, so turning the dial the thermostat one degree, or indeed using a timer to actually turn the heating on at a more appropriate time. Many people will tend to turn the heating on for a long time, long time before they get up and then leave it on till right before they go out to work or right before they go out for the evening or whatever it is. We talk about the 30 minute rule. Turn it on 30 minutes before you get up. Generally the house will have heated if it's even moderate, modestly insulated. And turn it off 30 minutes before you leave because at that stage there's enough residual heat. And the same then when you come in from work, 30 minutes before you come in, and turn it off 30 minutes before you go to bed. Now, all of those sound like sensible things, but m- maybe we're not all doing them. And of course, Matt, if people are doing them, but well, what, what, where can they go? They can look at seeing about maybe using uh, the shower rather than the bath, if they're, if they're not already doing that, or using, having shorter showers. And then you get into uh, electricity use. Now, electricity use in the, in the average home tends to be only around 20 to 30%, uh, depending on how much is used for hot water. So there are some savings there. And again, it comes back to heat. If there's any appliance that is adding heat, then try and use it more sensibly.
0: I want to bring in our tech correspondent on the programme, Andy O'Donoghue, because Andy, how easy is it to get and install timers and maybe to connect them up to things like apps on your mobile phone?
2: It's pretty straightforward these days, Matt, and there are a number of products that you can buy readily available in the Irish market from Nest and Tado and Tapmo and Hive. And as Tom said, they're the sort of, I suppose, they allow you just to forget about scheduling, which many people can't do. And if you're rushing in the morning and that 30-minute rule, as good as it is, sometimes you just don't think of these things, particularly if people are getting kids out to school. So with the smart thermostat, it's installed and it can control your central heating. And optionally, if your setup is right, your hot water. Now, once you've got the thermostat installed, you can set a schedule so that the heating comes on at the appropriate time, but they also have clever features, Matt, like... um, a home and away detection. So they know if nobody's at home, well, you forgot to turn the heating off, so it will shut itself down. Some of them also have very clever features like open window detection. So if they detect an open window, well, then that's a waste, so they'll turn the heating off. And then you can also add to the heating setup um, something that is becoming increasingly popular are smart radiator valves. Now anybody who's renovating a house at the minute and putting in new radiators is probably or should be putting in thermostatic valves. They're the ones with the little temperature control uh, that you can adjust the heat in individual rooms. But you can put in smart versions of that and again those makers that I mentioned, most of them make them. They cost about 90 euros each so they're not cheap but what they do is they allow you to control Control individual rooms. And so, why would you possibly heat upstairs when you're all downstairs? Why wouldn't you heat it 20 minutes before bed or 20 minutes in the morning before everybody gets up? And so, you can control the temperature around the house. And as Tom said, it also allows for those micro adjustments to temperature. So, instead of 21, down to 20. Uh, and so, there's a lot of things you can do, Matt. Now, they require an investment, but given the prices that we're looking at, they should pay for themselves in twice as quickly as they would have last year.
0: Are they easy to, oper- to install and then to operate?
2: for the uh, nest and other companies have recommended lists of installers um, my nest was installed in about 40 minutes and um, there's a small uh, small charge which i was happy to pay and the thermostatic valves you can install them yourselves and once they're installed um, they're easy to operate and most of them are compatible with alexa and google home so you can speak your command you can say things like um heat the kids bedrooms or turn off uh, the living room heating things like like that. And you can control them from an app on your smartphone. So if you all get stuck out of the house, you can delay turning on the heat until you're all um, closer to home. So they are easy to use.
0: Dr. Tara Shine is with us again, a founder of Changes by Degrees, author of How to Save Your Planet One Object at a Time. What would you recommend to our listeners?
3: Yeah, so I think all the advice given so far, Matt, is really good. Uh, thanks for having me on. So yeah, the, the big things are, Turning down your thermostat, then the water. So shorter showers, that's a key one, especially if you have lots of teenagers in your house. Um, And then, you know, maybe appliances, just to look at those. Appliances and light are about 20% of your use. Um, but thinking about things like you know the, the tumble dryer, that's a really important one. It's one of the biggest users of electricity amongst your appliances. So avoiding using it, keeping using the line or an error for as long as you can, um, maybe just using tumble dryers for that final bit of drying if you do have one and you need one, um, that's gonna have an instant impact on your bill. Um I, the thing I do with my dishwasher and my washing machine is I, I set them to go on at nighttime because I have a day and night meter. So I'm able to make use of the lower rate uh, of electricity at night. Um, and then one of my favorite things to shout at people about is leaving the fridge door open. So fridges are quite energy intensive, too. So, you know, not not overfilling them um, and not standing there with the door open or leaving the door open while you're cooking the dinner is a wise thing to do.
0: And what about the oven?
3: The oven, yeah. So we got to be careful. You need people need fridges and they need ovens in order to eat. So so we can't function without them. Um, but you know, not leaving the oven. You know, preheating for an hour before you actually use it. Think about do you can you use the smaller top oven if you have a double oven rather than putting the the main oven on. Um, and going back to what our parents used to do. So if you've got the oven on, that's the time to make your bread and do any other batch cooking that you're doing. So that instead of turning the oven on for a long time every night, and um, you can can use it in longer in longer space and um, just a few nights a week
0: okay Andy, i don't know who i'm going back to you because uh, what about vampire appliances
3: uh, and they
2: are a curse matt and uh, an energy vampire is a device that continues to use energy and drains power even when it's turned off. And so people will say, well, I don't have any of them. Well, we all do. The television is a big one. Um, The cable box, the internet router and a real uh, sort of wart are phone chargers and brick chargers. You know, those laptop chargers with the little boxes left around the house. They continue to burn power and... None of them use that much power on their own, but the cumulative impact can be significant. For instance, if you were a family of five and everybody had a phone charger, well, that's a significant amount of uh, vampire power being used. There are some estimates that it can be about 20% of uh, the electricity that they continue to use when they're plugged in. And so increasingly, and I have only just started doing this recently myself, um, in my living room where my TV and my internet router and cable box are, I've installed a strip, a a plug strip, so I have everything plugged in there, and I have started to turn that off at night. Now, it means there's no... uh, um internet it means you know the tv has to be turned back on the next day but it's very worthwhile doing Because we have a lot of these around the house. People have spare rooms with a television plugged in. They might have a hi-fi and a real one to look out for are video uh, game consoles. You could have a house that has two or three of them. Um, Kids go to bed, do their homework, and those devices are left plugged in. So if you can... Sorry, uh, even even if they're
0: switched off, is it because they're on standby? Or say, for example, if you have your mobile phone plugged in, you take your phone away, the plug remains in the wall. Is that still actually using some power even though the actual phone isn't plugged into it
2: It is, Matt, yes. And um, they continue to draw um, a little bit of power. Now, some devices are better than others. Newer televisions have gotten very good at um, their standby mode, has improved significantly. But older televisions continue to draw quite a bit of power. And so using power strips is a nice solution, unplugging the device even better. But I've also installed a couple of smart plugs around my home. And people will say, oh, well, they still use electricity." Electricity. They do, but it's about a single watt of draw. What that enables me to do is, is put a plug in those difficult to reach places and then plug a couple of devices into it. And it just allows me by voice to turn devices on and off. But I have started to do this only in the last couple of weeks. And so I'll be keen to see if I can notice any saving from
0: this. Okay. Last thing to you, Dr. Tarashine. A lot of listeners are pointing out that an awful lot of things that are being suggested require investment of money that they may not have because they need that money to pay the big bills that are coming in.
3: Yeah, if you some of these things require a capital investment, so sometimes to get more efficient machines, you know, it's when the time comes to replace them. But a lot of things like not, you know, putting not using the tumble dryer left. If you have one, I don't even have one. That's going to save you money. Making sure the dishwasher is full before you put it on and setting it to go at night. That's going to save you money. If you don't have a dishwasher, you probably do have a washing machine. Do full loads. Yeah. Wait, making sure the load is full and then wash on a, on a, on a lower temperature. Those are things that are in most people's um, grasp. And, you know, turning down everything, you know, you know putting on a pair of socks or a jumper and getting another few weeks out of it before we have to put the the heating on all of that's going to work and this is really about um you know thinking about when we use energy and if we can avoiding that peak time of 5 to 7 um, which um, is, is when we have most demand on our grid so that time is already more expensive for some that are on smart meters and I'm, I'm sure it's likely that, that that will become more general in, in future but it's also helping when you're not putting a whole lot of things on at that time you're helping to reduce the demand on our grid which is to any, everybody's benefit
0: Thank you very much Dr Tara Shine Andy O'Donoghue and Tom Halpin from the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland The Last Word with Matt Cooper
3: Weekdays from 4.30 Today i <laughs>